0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit. Hey, Twisted
1: Listeners.
0: I'm Cindy. And I'm Diva, And this is Twisted Listers, a podcast about murder and lists, we're brought to you by the Pod Moth Podcasting Network. And uh, yeah, this week is a little crazy because I am living in a van. <laughs> we are coming to you bright and early in the morning and yes. Cindy, Cindy's in a hotel. Today I'm in a hotel. The whole last week I've been in my van, um, but I'm in Monterey. So uh, we're actually, usually we do both halves at the same time, but this time we're actually going to do one today and one uh, in a couple days. So, we're just mixing it up because my yeah. schedule is pure insanity. It's so like, they,
1: you're like Carmen San Diego. It's like, where in the world is Cindy? <laughs> know.
0: Yeah, I don't even know. Um, but thanks for hanging in with me on this, DB. I, I actually thought she was coming to
1: my house and then found out she is not. In fact, yeah, d- she she was like, to my
0: house. she's like, Do you want breakfast? I was like, I absolutely do, but I'm like five hours away. So, <laughs> oh, I, I was wish. like
1: scrambling eggs for you. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. I, I wish. Was gonna-
0: all I've had is coffee, but that's okay. When we're done with this, we're going to go get breakfast. So it's okay. nice. Um Anyway, and happy Father's Day. Cause yeah, we're happy Father's Day. On Father's Day. On
1: Father's Day. So happy belated Father's Day to the dads. Um And I picked the topic for this week, which is thematic to Father's Day. And it's terrible, oh, yeah. terrible dads, just uh, to make sure we're equitable, because we did terrible moms for Mother's Day.
0: Yep, we did uh and you pick so i'm gonna go first yes and i'm gonna start with like the worst one and rory okay. rory and ollie are in the room but hopefully they don't pay attention because this is so gnarly <laughs> Ugh, okay it's really bad like yeah these I, are
1: really bad somehow they're really worse bad. than the moms i don't know how but
0: they, they really are, are. it's we are rory said he's gonna put headphones in so that's good hopefully we okay can, what's that Oh, for Ollie. Okay. He's gonna suffer through it. (laughs) Ollie's gonna have headphones in, which is good. Um, even though he probably is better at like, you know, uh, drowning me out. Anyway, okay. So this is the story of Justin Ross Harris. Oh god. Yeah, I'm starting I'm starting rough. On the morning of June eighteenth, twenty fourteen, Justin Ross Harris, so he goes by Ross, left his home and went to Chick-fil-A for breakfast. As usual. Yeah, Chick-fil-A, of course, yeah get out of here with that shit also they do breakfast that's weird yeah i'm like what are they i don't, I don't know. want fried chicken for breakfast typically yeah I
1: mean, like, unless it's on waffles that's different
0: yeah oh yeah then it's really good but I, I mean i've only been there like once and uh i didn't really study the menu but i feel like all they have are chicken sandwiches yeah. so in any case um so he went there and as usual he took his uh then nearly two-year-old son with him 22-year-old Cooper or 22-year-old 22-month-old Cooper so this was a a normal morning ritual like get up get ready for work go get breakfast take Cooper to daycare go to work same like day after normal thing so they definitely had like a routine uh around 4 30 p.m uh Ross got into his car and drove out of his work parking lot He worked as a web designer for Home Depot in Marietta, Georgia, and did like six to seven hour shifts every day. Not every day, but like five days a week, you know? This day at 4.16 p.m., he got into his SUV, drove it away from his office. He was going to meet friends to see 22 Jump Street uh, after work. After uh, driving for a few minutes, he looked into his back seat and saw his son laying there in his car seat, unresponsive.
1: After a few minutes.
0: After a few minutes. Okay. In this car. Okay. Yeah. He later claimed that he pulled into an outdoor mall parking lot to call for help uh, and also attempted CPR. But um, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Okay. So when police arrived, Ross was a mess. And you can hear this. There's, like, recordings of it, obviously, because police have recordings of what's going on. Uh, He was, like, screaming and hollering, like, what have I done? What have I done? Like, over and over crying, freaking out. But he was also acting super weird. So like police put him in the cop car, like, okay, we're gonna just uh, sit you in here while we like figure out what's going on. And he like told them to fuck off. He's like, fuck off. Like, uh, you know. And then he also This is insane. He complained that his handcuffs were too tight. And he also complained that it was too hot in the car where he was sitting.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. He actually okay. had the nerve after locking his child in his car for seven (sighs) hours to complain complain. wow that he was hot in the back of a car
1: oh my god
0: Mm -hmm. yes so ross here was arrested that same night for the murder of his son and things got wilder from there first police were like immediately suspicious because of his behavior they said the way he was like super over the top yeah yeah red flag yeah it's like theatrical it reminds me of like the dude um the 911 call from the staircase you know Mm -hmm. like super performative what what like what (laughs) come on like knock it the fuck off and this guy was kind of the same they said that he was like screaming and crying and then like a minute later he was like calm and like fuck you like why are you arresting me like what's your you know so um you know the heat in the car thing was also like to call that tone deaf would be generous like your son yeah dead you know uh so obviously cooper despite their attempts was long long gone by the time um that the police got there he died of what's called hyperthermia and this is when your body is overheated it's anything over 104 degrees and for extended periods of time that can cause um you know obviously like extreme thirst, like like desperately needing water and like yeah. feeling desperate for water, um, agitation, headaches, um, and then eventually, you know, exhaustion, uh, you fall asleep basically, not really falling asleep so much as like passing out. Yeah. And then death. Um when asked if it is a comfortable death, very unfortunately it is considered to be a very uncomfortable death.
1: Yeah, no, it's the most agonizing way you could die on like it's- top 10 10- ways to yeah. die that are horrible
0: because it's not fast either it takes you no. hours and it's really fucking i
1: just fucking think horrible. of when like you know in the korean spas like the the in Wee spa they have that big <clears throat> like mm-hmm. what's it called dome thing that's like 200 degrees yeah you know and there's always like some guy meditating in there but i will walk in just to experience it and like run out like this is so fucking uncomfortable your
0: skin feels like it's on fire yeah it's, like, truly truly awful and that's what this poor 22 year old baby Went through the, twenty-two year old baby. I keep saying it, damn it, This twenty-two year old baby, no, this twenty-two month old baby. Jesus, yes. should I even leave that in? It's so bad. Oh no. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's what this poor twenty-two month old baby uh, was dealing with, you know, and and it's really sad. And I'll talk more about that um, in a minute. But police were immediately suspicious, and so they got like warrants to search his home, to search his computer, and some of the things they found. Are, it's just so fucked. So first his wife, Leanna, who had, they'd been married for like quite a while. Cause this is 2014. She said that they began having sexual issues in 2008. He had issues performing with her, but he also constantly cheated on her using Tinder and other apps to meet women. When later asked why he cheated, he said they were no longer compatible. They'd lost their connection. Leanna was like, well, we lost the connection when I found out about him sexting other women. Like, everything was fine until then. That's fair. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it it depends on which one of them you talk to. Like, he said the connection was gone before that. She said, no, that's why it was gone. Speaking of sexting, can you guess what he was doing all day at work while his son cooked to death in the car? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. So I already talked about what happened to Cooper um, I was gonna talk about it at this point, but I, I jumped the gun a little bit because I think yeah. That, yeah. Um, but in any case, so he was sexting with six or seven different women, sending them like dick pics and getting like like sex photos from these women while supposedly working while, you know, his son was in the car.
1: Uh, I yeah. can't even, there's not enough sounds like I could make to express right. about this person. I hate her right. so much.
0: And here's the thing. Right now, I haven't said anything that would make you think this was anything other than an accident. But we'll get into that. That's yeah. This is where we're going. Uh, but I did want to say really quickly, speaking of accidents, that every year about 38 kids die from being locked inside a, ca- a hot car by their parents.
1: Also, I don't know what other states do, but I believe in California, you would know this, for dogs... And for babies, if they're locked in a hot car, I believe you can just smash the window. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's like you're yeah. not going to face legal consequences
0: for no. that. So nope, just, none at all. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was in Santa Barbara once. I, uh, there was a dog who I saw it freed because it was in there for like 20 minutes on a really hot day. And I saw some good Samaritans free it. And then the guy came back and was all mad. And I was like, well, you shouldn't have left your fucking dog.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's uh, absolutely true. And fucking with yeah. people. And also this... Um, leads me kind of into my next, what I'm going to talk about now. So, so getting back to Ross, we have him cheating on his wife. We have him sexting women while at work. Um, That's a lot of what the prosecution relied on for the trial. But again, to me, that's not really enough. Um, According to his wife, Leanna, who actually testified on behalf of the defense, though he was unfaithful, she said that he was terrified that she was going to leave him and take uh, Cooper away from him. So Mm -hmm. She also showed videos of Ross and Cooper playing, laughing, like total normal family stuff. So it did look kind of like, okay, maybe this could be an accident, right? And from the beginning, and even until now, Ross maintains his innocence. However, there's some other things that came to light during the trial that make me go, fuck this motherfucker, he's a murderer, he's a piece of shit. So first of all, when he went to Chick-fil-A, he handed Cooper food. From the time he handed Cooper, who was wide awake and happy and stoked Mm -hmm. and loud, you know, not quite two years old. Those kids, like, they're fucking loud. My kids Yeah, they make their presents now. They do. So from the time he would have handed him the food till the time he would have driven out the parking lot was to be generous about a minute. Okay. And every day he would turn left and take Cooper to daycare and then drive to work. And then this day he just drove straight, like, going to work. So the idea that he forgot that his son was in the car in a matter of 30 Mm -mm. seconds is pretty crazy. Like me being a parent, I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, oh my God, Ollie's in the car. Like, oh shit. Um, It's never, I never left him in the car. Like I never didn't realize he was in there, you know? Yeah. But I would say that it's not like turn around, hand them food. You can hear him like- Instantly forget. Yeah, that's, that's insane. No. So to counter that, his wife did show videos of Cooper like laughing and smiling with like food in his hand and then just like passing out like immediately. So their defense was like, well, he fell; the kid fell asleep like right away. And he forgot cause he was quiet. So it was like, he wasn't in the car anymore. No, that's a stretch to me. Yeah. You know? Um, another thing that's pretty fucked up is that, uh, Ross went to lunch with some friends and went in their car. So didn't go in his car, had them take him to buy, um, light bulbs, and then they dropped him at his car around noon. Oh my god! He opened the door and put the light bulbs in his car, closed the door, and walked away. There's no way. There's no and, way.
1: Even if he had somehow forgotten the morning, there's no way that that's.
0: There's okay. no way. Yeah, I think. Also, by that point, Cooper would have been dead, and with like 200 degrees in the car because it was it was hot as hell. Like, yeah. Let's say 200 degrees in the car. Next thing I'm going to talk about is the smell. Oh my God. So, people, when they arrived on the scene, the witness, who, by the way, the witness, like Ross was like, Oh, I performed CPR. I called 911. The witness was like, No, he didn't. I called 911. I called, I performed CPR. He was on the other side of the car, just like standing there, like wow. not doing anything. So, he's lying. And then the witness was like, It smelled so bad in the car. So, how could he get in the car and drive for a mile? And not realize mm-hmm. that there's a just terrible smell when he goes yeah. to put the light bulbs in. How could he not have smelled something or noticed something? And certainly, certainly
1: when he's leaving later, yeah, why is it several minutes? It should be the second you open the door.
0: The second it would have yeah. been like a wave, yeah. you know. And the cops were all like, the smell was terrible. Even after we removed the child, the smell was lingering, like it was yeah. so obvious. A person baked to death, like it's oh, God, yeah, like a baby, a child, like, yeah, so fucked. Last thing. Like a week before this happened, this motherfucker went on Google and looked up how long it would take for a dog to die in a hot car. (sighs) Yeah. So I think maybe he thought if he asked, if he put it, like, how long would it take for a dog, like, the cops wouldn't catch on or something? Oh, no, that's a dog.
1: Totally different.
0: Are you? Yeah. 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 Some other horrific details about this are that there were scratches on Cooper's face. And there were, like, bruises on his head from him, like, trying to pull him, hit it, like, smashing his head, trying to get out of his car seat, oh ripping out his face in, like, agony. Uh, so this is pretty, pretty fucking ter- terrible. Horrible. Like, really fucking terrible. Like, he's not
1: just killing his kid, he's killing his kid in, like, the worst, most agonizing way possible. Yes,
0: because he thought, and this is the the most fucked up thing, he chose an agonizing death for his son because he thought it was his best chance at getting away with it. Which right. is just... Like, how I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. In any case, fuck this motherfucker. He was, okay. uh, found guilty of murder. He was also, uh, charged with abuse of a child, I think. He received yeah. a, a life sentence with no parole plus another 35 years. He had appealed his sentence many times. His wife still believes it was an accident, although oh my- I, God. Yeah, I do think she, she finally filed for divorce, and I'm hoping that as she gets as she distanced herself, distances yeah. herself. I mean, I understand wanting to believe that, you know. Um, also, I think that she was she's kind of an abused person because she yeah. knows that he's cheating on her, and she's just kind of letting him do that. So I feel like there's a lot at play there with with their dynamic that's really kind of sad as well. Um, and just last month, he was denied a new trial. So uh, I forgot to say. I don't know if I said it. Oh yeah, I did. That he was in Georgia. So he can appeal to the Georgia Supreme Court, but if they say no, which they probably will, then then that's that, and he's in jail yeah. forever. So that's that oh my God. fucked up I hate this guy so much. Just he- like,
1: you can never forget, like, sexting while you've, you know, Allowing your son is baking to death, and you for him to have plotted that and, like, chosen that.
0: And, I mean, there's no way he didn't know. Like, going to his car in the middle of the day, that's egregious. Like, what the fuck?
1: And also, like, this is more like, you know, how to murder corner, but, like, it just doesn't make sense to go to your car if you're trying to frame this as oh in the morning i forgot about him don't go to your car like what what is he thinking oh he's like oh yeah by the way i stopped by there a bunch of times like
0: well that's what? the thing it's like it's like find it's like well that's the thing maybe he was thinking like if i found him right then it would have been really obvious so i could just pretend like i was so out of it i didn't even notice he was in there midday or like i don't know that's the thing he looked up a how to bake a dog in a car basically thinking that was going to throw the cops off so the guy's obviously not very bright no but he's just fuck him fuck him oh my gosh yeah
1: smash windows
0: everyone Um, yes i actually have a thing in my purse that smashes a car window yeah it's an escape mechanism in case i ever drive into a lake um but it would also work for a dog yeah Or if
1: if you were, like, abducted, too, you could go
0: smash your way out. Yeah, there's so many uses for this thing. $10 on Amazon. Guys, go get one. Actually, don't buy from Amazon, but find it online. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, but fuck this guy. Yeah.
1: (sighs) Okay. Well, I'm going to raise you one. No. uh, Okay. On that, uh, and start off with a bang. Uh, I'm so glad your child cannot hear me say this, um, but I'm going to start
0: off with Josef Fritzl. Oh fuck! Oh, okay. Yep. I felt like this is obligatory for worst ads. I saw um, that you picked this, and I was like, oh. God "Damn, she's going for it." Okay. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: Okay. So this, uh, well, this came to light to our news uh, spheres in 2008 uh, in uh, Amstetten, Austria. Oh, God. Kind of a rural. A smaller town in Austria. Uh, Josef Fritzl is uh, or was a rich guy. He had a big house uh, in Amstetten. He was an electrical mechanic. He and his wife Rosemary have seven kids, um, and no one in his small community of Amstetten had anything bad to say about him um, on the outside, on the superficial level. Um, he seemed friendly to everyone else, but again, only on the exterior. Not in the household whatsoever. Um, He is extremely abusive to his family, including his wife and all the kids. uh, Super controlling. But especially singles out in his abuse, Elizabeth, who is born in 1966. uh, And he starts sexually abusing Elizabeth starting when she was 11.
0: Oh, my God. Yep. So he
1: is a monster. Yes, he is. Just to start with. Uh, and Elizabeth, who's the fourth of the seven children uh, here, she is reported missing uh, by her parents. Uh, am I missing a year here? I believe she's like 18 uh,
0: when she goes missing. So just uh, as she's an adult and can be free. hmm All of a yeah. sudden she's gone. Okay.
1: Yeah. Well. And it uh, could be 17. Anyway, um, so uh, a letter appears suddenly at their mailbox, supposedly from Elizabeth saying, Hi, it's Elizabeth. Uh, I joined a cult. Uh, and please don't look for me. I'm really enjoying my new cult life. Goodbye
0: forever. <laughs> Sorry, that's so absurd.
1: Yeah, uh, and her friends, uh, kind of school people, say you know that she was friends with that school. Say that doesn't make any sense because she was super sheltered and isolated at home when her controlling dad doesn't let her go anywhere. So how the hell is she joining a cult? You know how does she
0: find one that quickly? Yeah, like yeah.
1: everyone you know who knew her was like that's weird. Yeah. So boop 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 boop. Skipping over time. Um, oh, see. I did have it here. She goes missing at age 18. I was correct in 1984. Okay, That's okay, it's For a time frame here. Okay. okay. Yes. Beep, bop, boop. We're in 2008. Uh, the case here that we're talking about starts uh, getting notoriety when a young girl named Kirsten is treated in a hospital uh, nearby in Austria, and they're like, "Hey, who is this? She has no ID. She has no nothing on her." Uh, to prove she's a person, right. and Yosef, who's brought in Kirsten here, uh, says, "Oh, I found this girl as a baby on my doorstep um, with a I note kept her with a note uh, from my missing daughter Elizabeth, who ran away to be in a cult in 1984." So, okay. <laughs> the, the authorities are like, uh, "What?" <laughs> and so Yosef then com- shows back up with Elizabeth, who's now 40 years old. Saying, "Oh, actually, um, I found her. Um, everything's fine." To kind of try to smooth things over, but Elizabeth is raising alarm bells. Well, immediately by her appearance and the fact that she's acting super afraid, super careful. She's clearly like abused and in fear. Uh, and the people at the hospital notice that she does not look good. Yeah. Um, they describe her as pale, super thin, sick-looking as is Kirsten. They both look like gray, basically. And hours into her questioning by authorities, she's so terrified, but they finally get her to admit um, what is actually happening here. Oh, God. Uh, and it is that she has been held captive by her own father in a subterranean dungeon after she was abducted by her own father in at age 18 in 1984 and held in this chamber for 24 years fucking insane. Yeah, and insane. he confesses everything Joseph when he's, you know, found out and he confesses in a way where he's actually very proud of how he did this and not just did this but carefully planned it out. He pitches it believe like the things I'm about to say are so much, but he pitches <laughs> it as a good thing to authorities because he says this was a solution for me because then I wouldn't quote have to go out and rape other people. Um, so this was a solution for me that worked um, because I, otherwise I would have had to rape a bunch of people.
0: So basically this is great. Oh my God. That is I mean, can't argue with that logic, you know, <laughs> no logic. <laughs> so fuck. And he had built, spent six years. So since she was
1: 12, six years before kidnapping her building secretly the basement chambers and Planned it out meticulously, the whole situation. Oh,
0: God. Um,
1: and it is elaborate. You can see diagrams and stuff on, on the internet of it, of what it was like. But he built a whole underground mini house, basically with a very, very small bathroom, very, very small kitchen, like su- not luxurious, but still would have been elaborate to build right underground. And all of it is behind an airlock. So it's essentially there's no air moving.
0: Oh my God. Totally, I'm
1: not even totally sure how she breathed.
0: Uh To be honest, he must have just opened the door often enough or something, yeah, like, that's I don't know fucking wild, I wonder if he had maybe he had like a ventilation system, some he must have yeah. Again, he
1: totally planned this out. And ah. you can imagine what happened in the subterranean chamber here, given
0: what his MO is. Can we uh, just imagine it? Are you going to not tell us, please? No, I'm going to also tell you
1: <laughs> oh. a bunch of bunch of stuff. Ah, um, God, this poor woman. So she was horrifically abused, Elizabeth. And according to her, was raped every day for 24 years. Oh, my her father. fucking God. Yeah, which he had already been doing since she was 11. So add on a few more years, just not in the basement. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: Chamber. Uh, She got pregnant for the first time at age 23 um, and he just threw her a book about childbirth and was like, have fun. Bye. And she gave birth alone in the basement. Um, She had seven children born of incest with her father, rape, and all of the children were imprisoned with her in the basement.
0: Oh my God.
1: But he took three of the seven children to come upstairs essentially uh and they were all believe it or not dropped off with the cult note on the doorstep the same scam i just described for kirsten
0: and what his rest of his family just believed this shit
1: yes they believed that elizabeth cult elizabeth who had run away would dropped off three babies
0: yes this is um this is like ariel castro like plus yeah
1: plus like like it feels
0: worse it does somehow. <laughs> four, right? It's hard,
1: hard to rank them, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. It is
1: Insane. Anyway. So what's nuts is then that means three kids get to just like live upstairs.
0: And four don't.
1: And four do not. Um, oh. He also says that he selected those three kids because they were the noisiest ones and he didn't want them to be making noise in the basement. Wow. And he cruelly, in his abuse of the downstairs kids and Elizabeth, he liked to cruelly tell the downstairs kids about how nice their three siblings had it upstairs just to terrorize them. He generally terrorized the basement children also.
0: Yeah. Um, he would
1: tell them that they would be gassed or shocked if they ever tried to touch the door or break out. So they were just living in a constant state of terror. Like he never let up
0: being terrifying. I think this man, so these poor, like, he I also cannot. looks
1: like a demon.
0: Yeah. No, he does.
1: So you can really see the level of evil he is right on his face.
0: And can you imagine, like, these people are never going to recover from this. Like, they're oh, just no. never going to.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: It's so, like definitely Odd, what if Ah. Uh, okay I'm yeah sorry. so
1: the photos of the bunker like I said you can see it online there's a couple of actual photos of it and they're horrifying um it's just so claustrophobic I'm like a claustrophobic person and it's like really upsetting despite all of this like Elizabeth tried to kind of decorate and you could what's heartbreaking about them is it is this terrifying little space but she's got like kids' drawings and little kids' stuff kind of stamped everywhere, you know? Like trying and, to, yeah. Yeah, trying to put a happy face on like the shitty space that she has. They had a TV. So basically she would just watch TV with these kids um, trying to fake some level of normalcy. Um, she also, to her credit, amazingly taught them all to read and write. That's, so yeah. She had kind of a homeschool situation going on, obviously. Um, so she was trying to make the most of it um, in a horrible way. God damn it. In 1996, she gave birth to twins, and the boy of the twins, Michael, died of respiratory failure because Joseph just wouldn't take him to a hospital. And later on, it's it comes out that he absolutely would have lived. If uh, he had, had been.
0: Happened. Wow. Yeah. God damn it. What a piece of so, shit.
1: Getting, okay. All right. It's a long one. By the way, this whole time... He also rents out rooms to about a hundred people in total oh. uh, over the over the years, who were all told not to go down to the basement or or enter that uh, chamber. He's a, he's a you know subletting rooms.
0: <laughs> I just feel like at some this point house. somebody's going to hear something, and they just didn't say anything.
1: Yeah, and I think people did hear things for yeah, sure. That's um, so fucked more crazy stuff um after they adopted these three random kids from supposedly cult Elizabeth here right um social services c- came by multiple times and I'll just accepted that explanation and never tried to ask or probe further into like why did these kids show up where's the mom is she okay and like no, there was a lot of Nothing. missed moments here
0: yeah as per usual
1: yes and okay so big trial big this is like a big headline in the news when this happened uh obviously uh, there's a huge trial um we can tell that he has an insane ego because he actually puts up a defense. Like I wrote, like, why is he even, he said he admits to what he did. Why is he putting up a not guilty defense? You're fucking kidding me. You'll like this. His defense was that he was doing all of this for her own good because she was a drug addict and he was trying to prevent her from pursuing a bad lifestyle. So this was for her own protection.
0: They are, And he had, he had lawyers who were like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's try that. Yeah, someone like, let him what?
1: someone did let him do that.
0: Yeah. That is embarrassing. Like
1: Yeah. And it's like, okay, um, no for one thousand billion reasons, but also did you is the raping for her own good? Like you know what I mean? Like right. it immediately falls apart. Um, and you don't need any more evidence of rape than the, the kids, right? Right. So, yeah.
0: I mean, what the fuck? Like
1: anyway, yeah. And- so obviously. Uh, I'm that sorry. did not work um but i just had to note that because it's just a testament to how insanely egotistical and disgusting he is um he gets life technically with parole but that's not going to happen i believe he said he's they're not going to give him parole.
0: well he's um, also old he, right he's like really old at this point he's
1: still alive actually uh in austria and he is 86 still oh around god um yeah and i, I you notice I skipped the part about, like, Yosef's childhood and background. It was obviously, like, really bad and abusive and shitty right. as well, but I just didn't want to get into, like, him too much because the stories uh, about Elizabeth and her survival and fuck him.
0: And also, like, there's a lot of people with, like, really horrible childhoods that don't...
1: Yeah, this I is- feel like there's nothing in anyone's background that could ever explain this.
0: No, this is what you would call advanced level. And I'm surprised you didn't say that actually because Oh,
1: advanced level. It yes, It's
0: really I mean, it's not a it's not like murder, but it's
1: oh well, technically he did murder the one baby. Right, but um, like, and I believe it, he gets charged for that.
0: Yeah, you know? I think he did too. I remember yep. that. But but it's not like that kind of thing, but it's still like I think one of the more horrific cases that we've covered. Yeah. To be honest. It's it's Absol- truly advanced like, level. Yeah, it's chilling. It's like, yeah. how can you yeah. That that people like this exist is insane to me.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's frightening. Uh he's a demon. So, uh last final two notes here, what happened to Elizabeth? Elizabeth and the kids had to live in a medical facility for a year where they basically relearned how to
0: be people to be human. again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz they had no idea what anything was being people it reminds me of the you know the i want to cover this case someday the turpin kids Mm -hmm. um how they some they didn't know what a toothbrush was yeah they were like what (laughs) you know this that kind of thing yeah so they reported to have uh, without you know any shock here struggled you know to get back on their feet and become people again right but they have according to others they've well they've totally stayed out of the spotlight she has unlike. Natasha push and some other folks who this happened to, you know, Elizabeth has chosen to completely not give interviews or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, stay out of the spotlight in order to kind of recover, um, which props to her. That's great. Yeah. Um, but according to many others, she's doing okay. Um, and her and the kids are, you know, doing the best they can. Obviously, like you said, you'll never get over this, but right. at least they have the opportunity to have somewhat of a life and be people.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah. And one, I hate to use the word happy ending and anything related to this, but the house, the structure had a happy ending um, itself where the basement was cemented in um, so his underground chamber there and no one wanted the house uh, anymore. So they turned it into very affordable flats for refugees.
0: Nice. That's great. And what the fuck was going on with the rest of his family? I mean, I guess his children would have all like grown and moved out and that's why they had like the people like renting the rooms but like, what about his wife? Like, how did these people not?
1: Yeah, yeah, and there, yeah, I didn't get into it, but there's a whole bunch of questions around Rosemary as well. Like, was she
0: complicit? Did she know? I feel like probably even if she had an inkling, she was probably so abused that like she's not.
1: Yeah, she was definitely abused. Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't think she was complicit. Would not be the word even if she had right. knowledge. You know what I mean? Like when you're yeah, that, for sure,
1: this guy's yeah, a monster.
0: He is. Yeah, and there's no way it was just focused on one person and not like. No, and he was abusive
1: you know? to the above you know, right. base uh, house kids as well, just in a different way. Right. So.
0: Absolutely. Wow. That's so fucked. Oh my God. I fucking hate that guy so much. Jesus Oof. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. There but, he is. Okay. Um, this doesn't get better. So no, nope. nope. going. <laughs> I'm going to do the case of Alyssa Turney. Uh, uh, this is a, yeah, this is a really, um, fucked up. Yeah. Uh, It just, it just like, it's still going like right now. Like we don't have a resolution fully at this point, um, but it's a really old, it's like 21 years old as of this year. So uh, Alyssa Turney in 2001, she was a 17 year old junior in high school living with her stepsister uh, or sorry, half sister, Sarah and stepfather, Michael Turney. They're from Arizona Alyssa's mother had passed away and Michael's three older boys were living out of the house. So basically, um, her mother and Michael got married after her mother had Alyssa and after Michael had had some kids and then they had a a child together, Sarah, and then her mother died of lung cancer when the girls were really young because Sarah and Michael or Sarah and Alyssa were close in age. So Michael just kind of like adopted Alyssa and took care of her and Sarah. So Michael was always really strict with Alyssa, but really kind and gentle with Sarah. When Sarah would ask why, Michael would say it was because Alyssa like needed more structure in her life. She was a bad kid. He also said she had like learning disabilities. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but it seems like whenever Alyssa was away from Michael, she was a totally different person. She wasn't at all like what he said she was. Um, so it was just a really weird dynamic between the two of them. Uh, and it might have been because he treated her that way, you know, or, or it's really hard to say, you know, it was hard at first anyway, to say, so Michael would also kind of obsessively, obsessively monitor Alyssa's whereabouts, who she was with, what she was doing. Uh, and like I said, you know, tensions were high. So on the last day of her junior year at Paradise Valley high school in Phoenix, Alyssa went missing. Michael said he picked her up for lunch. They got in a fight. She locked herself in her bedroom and he left. He's like, I have errands to run. She was going to go with me or I was going to take her back to school or whatever. Yeah. She just locked herself in her room and I was like, fuck it, I'm leaving. You know. So he was late picking Sarah up because she was the younger uh, mm-hmm. daughter. And he told her it's because Alyssa had gone missing and he had been looking for her. When the two got home, there was a letter from Alyssa which said, Dad and Sarah, when you dropped me off at school today, I decided I really am going to California. Sarah said, you don't want me around. Look, you got it. I'm gone. That's why I saved my money. Dad, I took $300 from you and signed Alyssa. The handwriting is 100% definitely hers. So that's like indisputable. So Michael and Sarah were like, well, I guess she ran away. She had an aunt in California. She talked about going to live with her. So they were kind of like, that's it. Michael, the next day called police, reported Alyssa as a runaway. Gave them the story. You know, we think she went to California. Yeah. Um, but she never arrived in California. So mm-hmm. Michael said about a week later, she called him and was like, fuck you. Leave me alone. And like hung up on him. And police did trace the call and they found it came from a pay phone in Riverside. So, but okay. then after that, that was it. Sarah, her sister, like immediately began advocating, trying to find her. Michael was like, well, the police aren't doing anything. So I'm going to start looking for her. So he started Mm -hmm. this whole, like, you know, mission to find her, this big thing, you know. Um, He was actually at one point had been a cop in California. So he kind of had knowledge of like how they would, you know, um, investigate things and whatever. So he started kind of doing it on his own. Um, And then in 2006, five years after she disappeared, a man named Thomas Heimer, who was already in prison for murder, claimed that he had killed Alyssa okay it turned out he was lying they did like a polygraph and he totally failed it and he was like he only had information that you could have had anywhere you know yeah yeah but it brought the case back into the spotlight and now finally police began looking into Michael it turns out that Mike because they had always had like an inkling but there were things that lined up that made it seem like okay maybe she did run away you know the call the note whatever you know Yeah. Uh, But it turns out Michael wasn't just controlling of Alyssa, but super abusive. Yeah. So like I said, he made her register as having learning disabilities at school and the people at school were like, no, she doesn't. But he insisted. And they were like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, then she has to ride the bus with the other kids. To have learning disabilities. Like that's how she has to get to school because she's in these classes. And he was like, yep, make her do it. So he made her do it, which isolated her from her friends because she didn't get to school with them. Um, You know, he had, he said that he had rules like, Oh, you're not allowed to call her stupid. But then there's video taken by like Sarah of Michael, like calling her stupid, like, Oh, Alyssa's stupid. And when he did that, she was like, fuck you pervert. Mm -hmm. But like, why would you call somebody a pervert? Yeah, you know what I mean, like, just that wouldn't be like the go-to insult for somebody. No, that's very for a reason. It's very specific. Yeah. So the police started looking more into him, and it turned out he had recording devices that recorded all the phone calls in the house. He videoed every room in the house without the kids knowing, so he was surveilling them. He would follow her to work. She worked. I forget where she worked. I think it was like Wiener Schnitzel or something. He would follow her there and take video of her working. Which, like. Okay, you want to make sure she gets to work. She's there. Like, why are you outside, like, recording her? You know what I mean? Yeah. He he also took the time to pull her boyfriend, because she had a boyfriend, pull him aside and tell him that Alyssa was cheating on him, which, like, why would you do that? Why would you, like, get involved in your, like, teenage daughter? Like, she was, like, 14, you know? Like, why would you Yeah, just trying to isolate her more. Exactly. Because he's fucking jealous. Also, for some background, he was also abusive to her mother. He would control her. There was evidence that he hit her. Like, one time she told one of her family members, like, the holes in the walls aren't just from the boys playing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: When she was fighting cancer, he moved the family from Arizona up to California like a, like, like Marietta or I forget exactly Mary Marietta, something like that. It's a place yeah. I haven't heard of, which is weird. Um, but, and he was like, Oh, there's better doctors there, but it's not true. The b- doctors were better where they were. Plus mm-hmm. her family was there. So while yeah. she's dying of cancer, he makes her move oh state away from her family. You know what I mean? know It turns out she was actually going to leave him because he was so abusive and weird, but she, then she got so sick. And then she died. And I can't imagine what that was like for her, knowing she was leaving her daughter, her daughters with this man, you know? Um, so, you know, Sarah, his other daughter, at first really believed that he was innocent. You know, she she was like, no, he had nothing to do with it, whatever. Uh, but around 2009, she started to kind of change her tune. Uh, and part of that was because of some of the stuff that she found out. Like, He, like I said, he launched this investigation into Alyssa's, uh, being missing. And he said, you know, I think it had to do with people that I used to work with, like exacting revenge against me. So like really weird, paranoid shit. So his own, uh, kind of way of handling it made him more suspicious because everybody's like, what are you talking about? Like, why would someone kidnap your daughter, even though there's a note left, you know what I mean? Like just contradicting his own kind of stories. But in 2008, police officially raided his home. They put some of the pieces together. You know, he was the last person to see her. Everybody was like, hey, he was super controlling and weird. And so, and then also she had told friends and her boyfriend that Michael had tried to sexually assault her on more than one occasion. Like he would drive her out to the middle of nowhere and try to, My God! "Mm -hmm." but she got aggressive with him and like fought him off. So also when police came in, they found a ton of shit, including a video of her lying on a couch in just shorts, so topless, with a newspaper over her head. So he this video, yeah. And who knows if she was drugged or, like, what? There's another video of another woman in the same position, but you can actually see Michael in this video. So playing out some sort of weird fantasy shit yeah. here. Also, in his collection Ugh. of films, because the police found, like, the surveillance films, the videos, like, the, the recordings, there was also a fucking snuff film, an actual snuff film in his collection. And he had spliced it together to show the murder scene four times in a row. Oh my God. And over. Yeah. Out of his way there. Yes. So when they raided his home, they found he had two guns on him along with a ton of ammo, and I think he had, like, 27 pipe bombs, like, a bunch of different guns. Just a chill, normal yeah. guy. Yeah, and he's like, this wasn't to hurt anybody else. Like, I was going to commit suicide to bring more attention to Alyssa's case. With 27? Case. Yeah, and it's like, why would you kill yourself to bring attention to Alyssa's case? Like, And again, also,
1: pipe bomb is not a typical suicide choice.
0: Right, like, some shit was going on. So the cops were, like, this dude's super paranoid. Also, when they were like, well, you have surveillance of every second of your daughter's life, like, where's the surveillance from that day? And he's like, oh, I reviewed it and there's nothing on there. And oh, and then the phone recordings all got like messed up from that day. Like just, you know, convenient as fuck, right? Also, come on, dude. So he got 10 years for the domestic terrorism because of all the shit, uh, but he served only seven and was released in 2017. So here's where it gets a little muddy. It's hard to find specifics on this because all of this is kind of new, but his daughter, Sarah, has a... um like a podcast yeah it, it, I forget what it's called but it's just as something it's a good po- like I listened to some of it but again we do such short takes on all of these that like I didn't want to get so much information because then I'd want to tell you about it and it would take an hour <laughs> yeah. um but she finally got on TikTok and had like 80,000 followers like yeah basically within a couple of months so she would do talk TikToks about the case and um, the cops were like, just keep this case in the media, like keep getting attention and eventually something will happen. Like, so she did and she kept everything and she kept saying like, my dad fucking did this. My dad fucking did this. And so somehow yeah. in 2019, new information came to light in the case and Michael Turney was arrested for Alyssa's murder and uh, in 20 August of 2020. So less than a year yeah. ago. And this is like hot, fresh news. Yes, and Sa- yes.
1: Sarah is like a major hero in the true crime
0: world. Yeah, because she just would not stop. She's got yeah. Instagram. She's got Facebook. She's got Twitter. Now she does TikTok. Like, and she's constantly like, and I think that's what brought this new evidence. Like somebody yeah. maybe came forward, saw something. Uh, they did find a body in uh, California, I believe, or Somewhere, but it ended up not being Alyssa. So we still don't have Alyssa's body. We still don't know where it is. But he has been arrested. And I guess the best hope is that he'll admit to what he did and tell them where to find her. Um, But he is going on trial this year for her murder. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much more to this. There's so much abuse. There's so much scary shit. But basically, fuck this guy. He's fucking... Crazy. He disgusting. Is, yeah, he's a horrible person. He con- he just abused and controlled her. And then when he realized he was losing his grip, is what I think. That's when he yeah. decided to kill her. You know, wow. And, and clearly like, never saw her like a daughter ever. Yeah, yeah. And so we don't know where the Riverside call how that originated. Maybe he knew somebody and had them call him. Maybe it was just a really good coincidence. The note it said, "When you drop me off at school." So it sounds like it was something she had written previously. And yeah. I guarantee you, he was going through every drawer in her room every fucking day. Yeah, or
1: maybe also the other thought I have
0: is maybe she was forced to write it. She could have been forced to write it for sure. Yeah. Um. But you know, the fact that it said, "When you dropped me off at school today," there's no mention of the fight they got in when you p- when he threw right. up for lunch. You know what I mean? Right. So right. Right. She could have been forced, or it could have been written previously. Either way, there's no way it's legit. You know? No. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, fuck this fucking fool. Fuck him forever. And I am so glad and so excited to see how long he. Yeah, got in we'll prison. do
1: updates in our yeah. Patreon episodes. We'll do yes, some updates there. And, and I hope Sarah. More. I hope Sarah keeps going and like becomes an investigator or something. She she's, is, yeah. She, yeah she's yeah. doing
0: other cases now, I think. Um, yeah, as well. And I, I'm glad because I think she's really good at it, and uh, she's awesome. So, go Sarah! Thank you for being a hero in the true crime community and not letting your sister's death go unsolved or un—you know. Yeah, Thank fuck you. that guy. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, I'm gonna do this guy uh because he's had a lot of parallels with Michael Turney there that we ju- you just talked about. Um and this is the atrocious person, Yasser Abdel Said. oh okay. Yeah, yeah, this is really, 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 really bad. Yeah. Um, I hate him so much. Yes. I cannot even tell you.
0: Okay. You so really this- are just you're just like, hey, whatever one you did, I'm a fucking yeah bit, here's, like, here's up the ante
1: <laughs> yeah and i have even more horrible people uh w- w- waiting for you for part two okay i know yeah likewise likewise okay well so this all happened ultimately in 2008 in irving texas um so yasser saeed here is married to patricia i won't go into their whole shtick but he with her has three children daughters amina and sarah and brother islam um, Yasser is super physically abusive to Patricia, who I believe goes by like Trishy or something like that, but I'm going to say Patricia because that's weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, he cheats on her throughout their relationship as when the girls are really small, I believe they're like five or six, mm-hmm. um, ish, uh, the two girls, uh, report to their mother and then to authorities that their father is molesting them.
0: So, wow. Uh, that's he. Ugh, yeah yeah okay it's really gross
1: i won't get into specifics there but it's gross um he gets away with it because his family yasser's family goes after the girls and forces them to recant their stories
0: and then this, of course the, like they're just like okay they rec it's like there couldn't possibly be a
1: reason why they were forced You're like sorry yeah yeah and then patricia despite uh the girls young baby girls here begging her to not take them back because they're being molested yeah she takes his side and says nope you can't it and brings them back to their abusers.
0: um
1: i just want to say at the starting gate out of the gate here uh fuck patricia and even though she's abused and that sucks i by the end you'll see why i say
0: fuck her. Yeah. Um I'm already so kind of feeling that which I hate to say but I am feeling it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and again, I get you know you're abused, you're brainwashed, but she takes she makes several choices here that I just cannot accept. <laughs> yeah. Um as we'll see, it gets worse. Okay. So, he is super 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 controlling of Patricia and especially the two daughters, uh which escalates as they are teens, uh, of course. Right. And they're trying to, you know, become people. Uh he follows them everywhere they go. He Films them constantly. Yep. Um, there's lots of, yeah, parallels. yep, parallels. There's a lot of home video footage taken by Yasser of the girls. And it is awful. Um, he zooms in on, like, their butts and their legs. Oh, along- yeah, and this is at times when they're, like, 12, 13, too. A lot of it, uh, not that, you know, it's ever okay. It's their dad. Yeah. But it's disgusting. He's commenting on their bodies. At one point, he's like, oh, nice legs or something. You know, it's like shit that you would never, ever want your dad to say yeah, to you. Yeah, that's uh, And cool. in all these home footages, the girls are super uncomfortable. Like, you can see it, th- that they're being filmed. They often tell him to stop filming. Like, please stop non-consensual oh. filming here. Yeah. He secretly films Amina at work, just like... Michael Turney here. Just like Michael Turney. Yep. 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 Um, and so he's like literally round the clock surveilling uh, the daughters. Um, and oftentimes he's taking Patricia along for the surveilling. Uh, and there's one piece of footage where he, you can, he's secretly filming Amina at her job, which was like a cashier at some, some store. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says to Patricia, she smiled at a customer and you can hear Patricia in the car saying she
0: has to, that's her job. Yeah. What that's, that's fucking intensely yeah. insane.
1: Yes. Yes. Just yeah. to put, give you a sense of where he's at here. That's. It's like,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. What is he supposed to do? Never smile? Like, what the fuck also, is yeah, your like, standard what's, here? what's
0: wrong with that? Like, why is that a problem to smile? I don't understand. Like, what's, yeah. what's the it's, issue here? He's just looking for reasons to be
1: mad. Yeah. Essentially. Um, so, Yasser is also insisting around the time that she's a teen here that she Uh, Um, he's going to go to Egypt and marry her off to a much older man in Egypt, a prospect that she is, I think, understandably kind of horrified by,
0: um,
1: not into it and note, uh, I, I put in like seven notes here to say fuck Patricia as well. Um, but here's (laughs) another one, this trash mom. I just want to note as well that she also denies all of this, everything I'm saying still like in interviews and stuff. She's like, no, Yasser was great. He never did any of that. What and it's so fucking frustrating to watch. She's a horrible person. Okay,
0: yeah, fuck her.
1: So yeah, this is all a very tragic situation for these two teen girls who are just like beautiful, radiant, like lovely uh girls. Uh, I mean, and Sarah and just trying to be normal teens, essentially, despite this horrible thing they have going on at home. Mm-hmm horrible dad amina's really into sports sarah's much more academic um and it's like into her, her studies okay. amina takes taekwondo classes um which is where she meets joseph who becomes her boyfriend oh no and joseph yeah and joseph and his mom end up being really big supporters of amina and the girls mm-hmm. sarah has a boyfriend as well eric um but for some reason joseph and joseph's mom specifically really sees what's happening and steps up and come is there for amina which is that's really sweet. that's really great. She's like a little bit of a hero here. yeah. good. Yeah, and is much more of a mom to her than her actual shit mom, Patricia. Right, right. So, of course, she has to stressfully keep this relationship a secret, you know, the whole time it's happening. Yeah. But he ultimately, uh, Yasser finds a letter that she wrote to Joseph. Oh, no. Yeah, it goes horribly, as you can imagine. Yeah. He, Joseph is like, what the fuck? And he doesn't hear from Amina anymore at all. Um, Just, she disappears. Because he straight up well, first, how does Yasuo react? He actually severely beats her, kicking her in the face and the stomach. Um, he was abusive to her. I mean, them in general, but like right. he goes out of his way to be extra abusive.
0: That's normal.
1: Um, I believe there's some horrible thing they said about he kicked her so hard in the face that her braces like merged into her flesh.
0: Oh, no, God. What a piece of shit. Yes. That poor yes. little girl. Like, this is just. Ugh.
1: Yeah, and then he straight up takes the whole family and moves them to a new town um,
0: to distance her from Joseph. There, oh, man. There's yeah, Amina' bad. so wrong with this man.
1: Yeah, Amina at this time uh, tries to kill herself, um, sadly. She's Aww. obviously in a really dark place. Um, and then she is periodically reaching out, communicating with Joseph's moms clandestinely. to kind of check in and be like, I'm okay, I'm alive. And so, like, it's, it, yeah, it's wild.
0: Um, It's so scary that she has to check in and be like, I'm still alive in case you were wondering, because you're probably fucking wondering. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, So in
1: 2007, Patricia um, seemingly leaves Yasser for a second here. She takes the girls to her sister's house in Kansas and then to a hotel um, because they're fleeing. Right. And he's beating Amina really, really severely in in the wake of all of this coming out Mm -hmm. um, about her being with Joseph. They file a police report describing the beatings I just described. Uh, And this is like what makes me madder than anything on earth. Despite. I feel like. I take a deep breath before I describe this. Cause I watched the documentary and it made me so mad. I like couldn't even see straight. I couldn't even work. I was so mad. Despite their pleading and urging. Urge. Like the girls are begging Patricia and she takes them back. And not only does she take them back to Yasser, she tricks them.
0: Oh my God.
1: She doesn't tell them that they're going back to Yasser. She says they're going to another aunt's house, another family member's house, transferring, you know, fleeing places and lies. doesn't secretly says to Yasser, I'll go back to you. But then secretly basically lures the girls back under a false pretense.
0: I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. And when they get there, Amina, who's obviously getting the worst of it here, Straight up refuses to go in the house. She Good walks for away. Her. She will for not her. even go home. Um, she's outraged. She goes to stay at a friend's house.
0: Good. Good for her. And then
1: Patricia's not done yet being terrible. And by the way, she blames this on them saying that they were wanting to go back. Fuck that's what she says. Fuck that's what her. she says now. When Holy you know, Joseph and his mom and all of everyone who knew, knows them is like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and she's told everyone who would listen that she hated her dad. Like, and she didn't want to be at home. Right. I hate Patricia so much so <laughs> <laughs> sorry I mean yes y- 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 or two but holy shit like it just sucks that these girls had no one in their corner yeah, like they nobody,
0: no chance both of their parents were like working together to fuck them and over. the person that they thought was going to rescue them their mother yeah burning on them like that like you have got to feel so completely hopeless at that point yeah it's so completely yeah. just like what is there after that
1: no, yeah, I don't want a victim blame, but I honestly wish they had just run away or something. Like, you know, because that's the only chance they would have had is right. The, I just feel like at that point they're so defeated that you do, yeah. I mean, people do give up.
0: People you give want up. to think
1: you can trust your mom. Like they wanted to think they could trust her. And the realization you know? that
0: they couldn't probably like horrible. That was like the final yeah, thought, you know, like
1: Yeah. Like, and then uh Patricia's not done here because Amina, who's staying at a friend's house, Patricia literally fucking lures Amina to come back home. Oh. She calls her and says, like, twists her arm, convinces her it's going to be fine. You know, did this and this and this and this. Uses all these different ruses to get her to come home. She goes out of her fucking way to lure her to come back home so that Yasser can take them, quote, out to eat.
0: Mm-hmm. When
1: in fact, he takes them in his cab, he's a cab driver, uh, to a hotel in a parking lot. He shoots them both to death. So Patricia literally lured
0: them to their deaths. She was an accomplice. Straight up. She was a fucking accomplice.
1: Horrifying. Um, Horrifying. And like, yeah. And I know she's abused and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, dude, you're going out of your way. And she could have stayed gone. She could have stayed at the fucking sister's house. It's really
0: really complicated. It's hard for me to be like, fuck her. Because like, the level of abuse that people endure and that they are subjected to it's yeah. really difficult to understand where they're yeah. coming from and I know she was so abused by him for so long that she was literally just his like slave like she would do anything it's, he said it's essentially Stockholm. it's Stockholm yeah it's, it's, it's yeah. to me I don't want to be like fuck her I hate her it's just sweet. I will <laughs> you can you can you can no I get that and and I I do feel that but I'm also just like it's so heart-wrenching and disappointing yeah I mean to me
1: what makes her extra hateable though too is the fact that she's still stockholming for him
0: like she's still right at that like, point stick- it's like why what's in this for that you she now has not re- like kind of admitted it, I feel like it's it's that's where I can be like fuck her because it's if like, she was look.
1: crying if she was crying and like sobbing and saying yeah, I was so abused Yasser was making me do all this I'd be like I would feel a little bit different but it's like
0: She's straight up defending him still. And it's like, he murdered their daughters for no fucking reason, like violently and horrifically. That is where I can get on the, like, fuck her bandwagon because it's like, look, yeah, you're away from him. Now you have an opportunity to heal. You're choosing to not like that to me. It's like, okay. Choosing the denial path. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Anyway, so, uh, back to our horrific murder scene here. Um, he shoots them. Like I said, Sarah calls 911, and you can hear it. It is extremely, it's replayed in all the you know documentaries and shows about this. Uh, it is haunting and terrifying and super sad. They're both, you can hear them screaming. She says, my dad shot me. I'm dying. Oh, my God, I'm dying. Oh, God. So, That's it's like a- agonizing. Um, and uh boyfriend Joseph is actually so devastated upon learning learning uh that Amina and Sarah were shot that she has to stay in a hospital for a little while because Poor he's boy. like literally d- dead from grief um yeah and he's a sweetheart uh, for sure and I think they would have had a great relationship if they had been allowed to yeah um big. Uh, yeah and then this make of course is big news when this happens it raises the issue political kind of polit- politicized issue of honor killing yeah um which is a thing uh
0: but in- that's not what this was i and no. i and i don't i don't like that that gets brought up because yes. i don't agree with, with honor killing but this wasn't oh, yeah. wasn't even that
1: this was not really that, correct? Um which honor killing for if you don't know is a thing in like super conservative usually muslim cultures where um or or you know countries I guess uh that on the where parents ha- happen to be on the very 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 conservative end of things and again I I say that cuz it's like not all, you know, not even
0: some I don't even know that I would necessarily relate it to the muslim like to, to no, that, religion, no, no, I think it gets grouped in and it's a really great way to have like anti Islam sentiment, which is yes. very careful to not have or promote. Yeah, so or, I was, my next note
1: was going to be this is actually not technically part of Islam in any exactly. capacity. So yes, that's yes. another misunderstanding. Um, but it's more cultural, I guess it's more specific to very, very, very hyper conservative cultural values, but it's actually not part of uh Islam. There's like nowhere in um. And the Quran doesn't say, like, this is cool to do. Right. So it's not actually religious. And Yasser, for instance, wasn't religious at all. Like, right. he didn't go to mosque. He didn't, you know. Yeah. So it's much more a conservative cultural thing. And like I said, associating it with... Islam is an Islamophobic slippery slope that of course the news loves to do. Immediately uh, did. And this, of yeah. course, anytime a Muslim or Middle Eastern person like this does a murder, of course, like Fox News is gonna be like,
0: Oh, you know. Yeah, they're gonna relate it to the religion. Whereas when like a bunch of like white Christian men shoot up like movie theaters, movie theaters or school. Yeah, schools they're like, like, Oh, like, he had a lot of mental health problems. Yeah. And they don't do uh, <laughs> the fact that he was like deeply religious or you know. They
1: did this also, this this bit reminds me of um I forget his fucking stupid name, the guy who did the pulse orlando nightclub shooting yes because they immediately were like
0: this is a muslim terrorist guy and everyone's like he was not religious like oh he's got brownish skin but he's not black he must be muslim let's talk about it yeah yeah Yeah. it's so fucking transparent and like obvious and disgusting but anyway anyway i just wanted to bring up the honor killing thing because it gets
1: raised with this case yeah and this is definitely not that um as well i mean honor killing is like when you know someone transgresses or marries the wrong person right in the family usually a, a brother or a, a dad kills them because they dishonored the family or whatever right. this is not really that I mean maybe in Yasser's mind he thought you know they're you know going too far astray from my like weird values and rules but really this is more of a he was abusing them sexually yeah. probably and physically certainly yeah and he uh was losing his grip on their control it was like with michael tourney same exact it's kind like of guy. A natural
0: progression of like what was going to happen when you're this abusive it,
1: it yeah it and like he a- was so invested in controlling them i think that the idea that he couldn't he literally would rather kill them yeah um does. than not than not control them yeah, yeah um exactly so anyway um he uh not to say the honor killing isn't a shitty thing because it does happen but and again, it's terrible
0: it's, and it's not okay yeah but not cool. it's not but this. it's not
1: it's not this and it's not Muslim okay so he Yasser disappears uh famously right away he was on the FBI's top 10 most wanted list for a long time which is go check check that out it's kind of fun not fun but I know interesting yeah it's interesting yeah which I also want to do that list just like the most wanted fugitives uh, so we can find them Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And everyone basically knows that the family and son Islam, by the way, he's not present here at all because of course he gets zero abuse. He's fine. Right. Um and he the whole time all this is happening to Amina and Sarah, Islam is like diehard. I love my dad. He's the best. And kind of becomes like a little mini him. Yeah. Um basically. Yeah. Uh everyone knows again that Islam and the family are keeping him somewhere. It's pretty obvious they've always been like pro Yasser no matter what he does. Yeah. Uh but good news in just like Michael, again, the parallels here. In August 2020, this motherfucker is finally caught.
0: Yeah, Thank God.
1: Thank God. Um, he looks like shit, too, which is
0: great. Good. Fuck him.
1: And, yeah, just, I hate him and he's gonna face uh, justice for this, finally. Thank God. And I hope he gets a billion years in. Yeah, and and we'll lots- update. Yeah, we'll update. And, yeah, just, uh, we already discussed Patricia a lot, but I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel like she should have faced some kind of
0: something for if they can, them if they can prove that she was um like hiding him then she's definitely gonna get some charges
1: yeah i mean i guess the key thing is she could say i didn't know she, he was gonna kill them i thought that you know he he just told me they were going out to eat right but like, if, they,
0: if they can prove that she knew or were were gonna get murdered yeah maybe but i mean after the fact like if she's been hiding him when he was just found, oh, yeah, like if they can prove sure. that she was helping to hide him she'll go to prison
1: yeah, but I'm, I mean specifically for the luring. Yeah, um, no, I know, I know. I kind of wish there was something there. I know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that horrible fucking guy. Fuck
0: those people, all of them. And Amina and Sarah are really pretty and they seem really lovely and it sucks. That makes me really sad. Uh, yeah. And that's horrible. Uh, okay, speaking of horrible, I'm going to round this out uh, with we're going to go to Australia. Let's go to Australia, mm-hmm. shall we? And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the mother fucker rick thorburn oh, man. and the missing death of Tle palmer yes also this is a story with an update as of four days ago what yes four days ago okay. when people can hear this so i'm okay. three days ago right now because we're recording it um which is it's bullshit but and we'll talk it, I'll explain but like yeah it's this is still ongoing a lot of these are ongoing which is really interesting um yeah, yeah. so when she was 7 years old Tiley Palmer was put into foster care by her mother Cindy Palmer uh who said she had to do so because she Cindy was in a severe domestic violence situation and mm-hmm. she felt that Tiley would be safer uh it, with uh, living with another family uh I don't know exactly where she, she goes by Tia. So I don't know where Tia was born, but I do know that her mother was from New Zealand. I think Tia was born in Australia. In any case, she was given, given into foster care and, uh, she was taken in by the Thorburn family. So the Thorburn family were a family of, um, and Rick, and then they had two sons, Trent and Joshua and Tia went to live with them when she was seven. The boys were older. So Trent was six years older than she was. And Joshua, I think is two years older than Rick. So they were like teenagers when Tia came to live with them. Right? Uh, Everything seemed good. Rick was kind of a weirdo. Cindy later said the first time that she met him, the first thing he told her was like, oh, when I was younger, I was in a gang. I used to run guns and, and sex workers. He called them prostitutes, so fuck him. Of course. And yeah. she said, you know, he was super proud of this, um, which he found really weird. But then his family members were like, uh, he likes to, like, exaggerate. He's just, like, one of those guys. He's trying to, like, impress you with, like, this shit. He's just, you know, which also is kind of concerning. Like, why are you so immature that you think it's cool to, like, imp- like impress somebody with that shit? You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, no, not fun. Yeah. So, but in any case, um everything seemed good she lived with the family you know for years she went to school had friends everything seemed pretty normal uh at one point she was allowed to go move back in with her mother uh when she was like 11 they're like do you want to live with her like like cindy had been homeless for a while she got into drugs she had a really rough Mm -hmm. go but then she was like i'm gonna get my shit together i'm gonna get my daughter back you know and teal was like i don't i don't want to like my life is here you know my friends are here um but also she had a crush on Trent who was her Mm. older foster brother and she didn't want to leave. She was like really into him, you know? So Tia had this crush on him, you know, he's 18, she's 12, Mm. he's an adult legally. He's six years older than her, you know? Um, But she made it known how she felt and some shit went down between them and Mm. they ended up having sex. Okay. And not only did they have sex, Once they had sex, it sounds like a lot when their parents would be gone and the two of them were alone. This is what they would do. Um, And Tia would kind of hint about it, like playfully almost. Like I know something and like when you find out you guys are going to kick me out of the family, like you're going to kick me out of the house. Mm. I don't know how long this was going on, but I know at the time this story takes place, she was 12. So it could have started when she was 11. Like I don't know, Mm. which is totally fucked up. And I think says something about kind of the effects of her childhood like what those effects yeah. on of Tia that she was thinking that
1: I mean generally too when you're that age you think you're much more of an adult than much you are much more
0: yeah and yeah. it's definitely
1: on Trent to like not do that right
0: exactly so you know the truth finally comes out Trent admits it to Juline, his mother and he is like I am telling you this because I think Tia might be pregnant Ugh. yeah So, this was October 29th, 2015. He tells his mother. His mother tells his father, Rick. And Rick is like, okay, we have to stay together as a family. We have to figure out what to do. Um, You know, they didn't know how to handle this. They're like, Trent's going to end up in prison. Like, what do we do? And the next day, Tia gets reported missing. Mm. Rick is like, I dropped her off at school. I came to pick her up. She wasn't here. The school's like, she never came to a single class. We never saw her, you know, police were like, we're not convinced the family wasn't involved. Like this dude, Rick is kind of weird. So they keep, you know, kind of pushing on the family, but, but nothing then on November 5th. So like five days later or seven days later, she, Tia is found on a riverbank, only wearing underwear. There's bruising on her head and she's already too badly decomposed to determine a cause of death Mm, because she'd been in the water. Yeah. Yeah so police again super sus they're like we think it's on the family but they had no lead uh months later an anonymous tip pointed to trent and the sex scandal so the police were like holy shit you know now we know there was like sexual activity between the son. so we have a motive so the police then bugged the family's home they also got into trent's facebook they found a message between him and a cousin saying like, I think I got her pregnant. So finally, after gathering a ton of information, Rick is arrested in September, 2016 for her death and his family starts to turn against him. Juline tells police, you know, when we got home, Rick told us I've taken care of it. Don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't repeat what you don't know. So basically like, I'm not going to tell you what happened because then you'll, you know, you could tr- yeah. turn on me. Right. Uh, Trent said that when Rick was talking about it, he showed no emotion. He had absolutely no emotion over killing Tia. But, uh, and that he did it to protect Trent. You know, I'm protecting my son. Right. And so the family all knew the older son, the younger son, the wife, and they just lied for months and months and months. So, oh my God. Um, all four of the family members were charged with perjury. They were charged with like, yeah. you know, uh, not, I forget what it is there, but basically like lying, you know, to the cops. Um, Trent was charged with incest because technically that was his sister right. um, perjury. They were all charged with perjury. Yeah. His brother, Josh, who was 20 and his mother, Julene were charged with perverting the course of justice. That's what it was. They it. they all pleaded guilty. Trent received a four year sentence, but only served, I think like 16 months His brother and mother served uh, three and six month sentences and Rick was found guilty and sentenced to life with no possibility of parole for 20 years. Um, The update. So, so a couple more things first, um, family, Julene ran a daycare center out of their home. Oh my God. Yeah. And so so Rick had a, uh, pretty long rap sheet, like breaking and entering petty theft, uh, drunk driving, and yet he was cleared by Australian authorities to have a foster child and to live in a childcare setting, even though he has like a fairly long list of not major offenses, but offenses, you know? Yeah. And also, starting in 2015, directly after murdering Tia, Rick began sexually abusing multiple children at the daycare center in his home. Oh my God. Yes. There was rape of a child. There was sexual molestation, like crazy shit. And when they arrested Rick, he collapsed. Like the first time they arrested him in 2016 because, and they think that he took pills in an attempt to kill himself. So this guy is just like a coward, a child, you know, he's very childish, you know, making up these stories, um, you know, acting the way that he's acting. And then most recently, he got charged for all these, like, like molestation. Yeah, know, like, yeah. Uh, that's an update. And then most recently, he uh, agreed to tell the court what happened to Tia because they had no idea how she died, like, to, oh, the, wow. to this day. So four days ago, he went to court. Wow, four yes. days four ago. Four days ago, he went to court and he said, we were arguing. She was trying to run away again. She'd run away before. So that also speaks to, like, the turmoil in the household, like, all the time. And yeah. he grabbed her. This is what he says. And I call absolute fucking bullshit. Okay. He said because it, it was an accident that had nothing to do with the fact that he just found out that she might be pregnant by his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was trying to run away. He put his hand over her mouth and her nose because she was screaming at him and put it around yeah. her waist and dragged her into the house. And in the in the 30 seconds it took to do that, she died from asphyxiation. Bullshit. Bolt, no or, and we've literally it. heard that fake excuse before it takes a long yeah. time to strangle someone to death yeah. it was not like please yeah oh i accidentally choked no, her we, we did heard that like last week we've heard that multiple yeah. times it's like yeah. and and then like so the prosecutor's like you're full of shit and this happened four days ago he's like pushing him and rick is like fuck you like go fuck off. You're just gonna lie and make up whatever you want. I don't give a fuck. I'm leaving. Like, I'll walk the fuck off this stand right now. Like, I don't have to tell you shit. Throws a fit, starts swearing at the prosecutor, starts swearing at the judge. He's like oh, wow. acting like a fucking teenager, like freaking the fuck out, being a complete asshole. And um, yeah, it gets super combative. And then like a cop comes up and he's like, like a like an like 20-year veteran. He's like, there's no fucking way what he's saying is true. Like just FYI, everybody. This is complete bullshit. Um, so that's it. So and, and I don't think and, and also the judge is like, I hope in 20 years when you come up for parole, whatever judge is presiding sees this because you clearly have no fucking remorse. You're clearly lying, like there's something wrong with you, dude. Like, what the fuck is your deal? So um his wife still visits him uh, like every week. She says she does it out of uh obligation because of their marriage vows. Mm-hmm. Um so just okay. a really twisted, fucked up family. It's really fucked up. You're like a horror horror movie family. Yeah. And
1: I feel like he was probably, I don't know, probably abusive to her as well.
0: I think question. so. Yeah. But like. Just the odds are. My my bet is that he hit her over the head and n- knocked her out because she had bruising and then probably choked her to death while she was n- unconscious. Which I hope like is probably the best case scenario that she didn't know what was happening. Um, yeah.
1: But the, the family presents it as like, this was right after that,
0: this conversation. So it's like, it was the same day. It's clearly that's not ob- just yeah. like a hell of a coincidence and an accidental death. Like get the fuck out of here, dude. You're not fooling yeah. anybody. Like, who do you think, you know, who do you think you're kidding? You know? Yeah. So really fucked up. And her mother, you know, does a lot of interviews and talks about it. And I think she has a lot of guilt, but I, I think it's really difficult because when you think you're putting your child in a better situation and you're trying to do right by them, you know, yeah, no, and she didn't clearly didn't know the extent of, of the bullshit. Yeah. So it's really yeah. sad. I feel bad for her that she feels so guilty over what happened because honestly, like how could you know? You know, you, you think you know yeah. the right thing. So fuck that guy. Rotten person. I hope you never get out. I hope in 20 years the judge actually laughs at you, like like laughs out loud and throws your ass back in jail. Because you're clearly a danger and a fucking piece of shit. Ugh. Rick Thorburn. Oh, my, gosh. oh my god, truly. <laughs> and that's the first five. There they are. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh Whew. that's it. And we're gonna do uh I'm really glad that we're taking a couple days because um the next two cases that I have are real big and I'm trying to figure out yeah. how to condense them down. But we'll have this one out on time. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Uh do we have yeah. <laughs> do you have anything else to add? No, I mean just yeah, happy <laughs> happy Day! Yeah, don't be like these dads. Yeah. Um be like the dads that I know. I'm very lucky. So yeah, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, everybody has a better, better Father's Day than what these families must have endured. And uh, we'll come back with another one tomorrow. And yep. uh, yeah, thanks so much. We have another new Patreon, uh, Destiny. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sorry I don't call everybody out by name. I'll write everybody down and like do the names next week. We'll do a big shout out Yeah, yeah it's really awesome. Uh, we have another Patreon coming out. Hopefully, we can do it this week because I really want to do the the case that I have. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. So we'll do. That. I, have, I have one in mind too, hammering okay. on the on the back burner. Yeah. Honestly, what it comes down to is finding time to record because that's totally. all, that's where we're having the issues. Um, apologies for sound issues uh, because I'm traveling. I didn't bring my um, microphone with, so it's a little it's a little uh, sounds not so great last week. I know this week will be better. Um, but again, thanks for sticking with us, guys, while we navigate our crazy schedules. Yeah. If you'd like to follow us on Patreon, you can do that. It's just Patreon.com/backslash Twisted Listers. If you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do that at PCAS. If you'd like to send us a Gmail to tell us how much you love us or give us case suggestions, you can do that at TwistedListersPod at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, thanks for listening and stay off our lives. Ah! Bye. <laughs>